Um, I want to thank you all for coming out to hear the word this morning. I know that there are a lot of things that you can be doing this morning, but instead you came out and you chose to hear the word of God. All right. Um, I know that if, if you listen to the word, if you did, um, choose to come out and listen to the word this morning, then you will benefit from it. All right. Because you always benefit when you listen to the word of God and when you study the word of God. All right. Um, <laughs> I know that I am. Um, doing this episode on a Saturday and I try my best not to do it on a Saturday, you know, cause that's when I usually take a break, but um, I saw a good opportunity to do this episode, so I said, why not? <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, as I, you know, thank you all for coming out to hear the word this morning. And it's so important that we listen to the word because every single time we listen to the word, it brings us closer to the Lord, all right? Because the more we learn about the word of God, all right, the more the more we grow in our Christian faith, all right, and um, as I said, the um, the closer we get to God, because the more we learn about the gospel of Jesus Christ, the, um, the more we learn about how Christ Jesus gives us salvation. All right. Uh, but what I want to talk to you today about what I want to discuss, um, about, um, is from the book of Ecclesiastes. All right. The name of today's topic, the name of today's episode is called Seek Christ and Not Earthly Things Early On in Life. All right. Now, believe it or not, one of my favorite set of scriptures, um, if not my favorite set of scripture, is actually taken from the chapter that I'm going to read today, all right? And I will tell you um, what my favorite set of verses are. And 
why I really appreciate those verses. All right. But first, I want to read to you from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12. Book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12. For those who don't know, it is right after the book of Proverbs. All right. And the book of Proverbs is right after the book of Psalms. All right. It's toward the middle of your Bible. All right. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Um, actually, I am going to start reading at Ecclesiastes chapter 11, starting at verse 9. And I'm going to read into chapter 12 and I'm going to read to um, verse 14. All right. So starting at Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verses 9. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and in sight of your eyes and in the sight of your eyes. But know that for all feet, but know that for all these, God will bring you into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart and put away evil from your flesh. For childhood and youth are vanity. Remember now your creator in the days of your youth. Before the days come and the years draw near, when you say, I have no pleasure in them, while the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened, and the clouds do not return after the rain, in the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men bow down, when the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look through the window grow dim. When the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of the grinding is low, when one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of music are brought low, also they are afraid of height and of tears in the way. When the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper is a burden and desire fails, for man goes to his eternal home. And the mourners go about the streets. Remember your creator before the silver cord is loosed or the golden belt or the golden bowl is broken or the pitcher shattered at the fountain or the wheel broken at the well. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. All is vanity. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find acceptable words. And what was written was upright words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads. In the words of scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd 
and further, my son, be admonished by making these. Of making many books, there is no end, and much study is wearisome to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. All right. Now, before I explain to you what I just read, um, I want to give you a quick rundown of what the entire book of Ecclesiastes is about, all right? We have King Solomon, all right? King Solomon, um, he was the third king of Israel, okay? He wrote most of the book of Proverbs, okay? No, I'm sorry. He did write the book of Proverbs, all right? And he wrote some of the book of Psalms. All right. Now, the life of King Solomon, he lived a very interesting life. Okay. Um, he was known um, to this day by everybody, not just Christians, but everybody as being one of the greatest kings to ever live. All right. And one of the wisest men to have ever lived. All right. So we know that he um, is a great king. All right. He was a great general. Okay. In the army. He was a great architect. All right. Because. Um. By the grace of God, he had built the Jewish temple, the first Jewish temple. He was also considered to be one of the wealthiest person, if not the wealthiest person to have ever lived. All right. Um, it's not mentioned a lot by everybody, but. It is interesting to note that if I'm not mistaken, and I could be a little off, all right, I'm pretty sure he had more, but he had 600 wives and concubines, all right, that is a lot, okay, so why am I saying this, all right, it is very relevant to what I have just read. Okay. As I said, King Solomon, one of the things he was known for was his wisdom. All right. He was also a man of faith. Okay. And because he put his trust in God, God showed favor in King Solomon and made him a great king. All right.
made he made him a great king. However, later on in King Solomon's life, started to mess up. What do I mean by mess up? Well, one of the things that King Solomon was to not do, all right, was to take a wife who was not from the nation of Israel, all right? He was specifically instructed that, all right? And yet, as a king, he had this idea, okay? Had this idea. To the average person, it might seem like a good idea, okay? To the average leader of a nation, it might seem like a very good idea, back then anyways. But considering the fact that God told him not to, it was very foolish to go against him. King Solomon had this idea that, okay, if I take a wife or a concubine from these different nations, all right, then I can build a good report with these nations and I can develop a friendship with these nations. That way these nations won't try to go to war with me or they won't want to go to war with me. I can gain some allies, if you will. That was his way of thinking, all right? <laughs> but see, one thing that King Solomon didn't take into consideration is that these nations, they do not worship the same God as the nation of Israel does. They do not worship the one true God. All right. They the nation that Solomon is going to places like Egypt, um, Syria. All right. These other places. They have their own gods that they worship. All right. They worship many different gods. All right. And many idols. So when Paul, I mean, excuse me. So when Solomon decides to take in these wives and these women, he's not just taking in these wives and these women. He's taking in their culture. And in doing so, all right, what these women do, they talk to King Solomon. They say, you know, hey, look, Solomon, you know, back where I'm from, you know, we don't worship the same God as you. 
you know, we worship a different God. So, 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 so build me, build me, you know, um, an altar to the kind of God that I worship. Okay. Build me the type, build me a bell. All right. Build me a false God, build me an idol, build me the God that I worship in so many words. All right. So King Solomon, like all men, want to keep their wives happy, want to keep their women happy, okay? <laughs> so what King Solomon does is gives these, gives these women what they want. So now... So now Israel is no longer one nation under God. Israel is now one nation filled with many gods, okay? Because Solomon is now putting all of these gods, giving all of these gods to these women, all right? But now they take it a step further. They say, you know, Hey, Solomon, you know, you're supposed to be my husband. You're supposed to be my man, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, why don't you worship with me, you know? Again, King Solomon, you know, happy wife, happy life, <laughs> you know, want to keep his women happy. All right. So he begins to worship these gods. All right. And again, I'm going somewhere with this, so bear with me. Okay. So now you have King Solomon, this man of faith, the man who asked God for wisdom. If he could have anything as a king, it would be wisdom. King Solomon, the guy who said in one of the first verses of the book of Proverbs, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. This guy, he is now worshiping all kinds of different gods. Let his, let his women influence him and, and trick him into worshiping these other false gods. Okay, now how, how do you think that makes God feel? How do you think that makes God feel? All right. Now this angers God. Okay. Now, this... Right here, because, you know, he had angered God, all right, that was where he kind of, you know, really peaked during the reign as king, okay? But I don't want to get too much into that. That's, you know, that's, um, that's a different topic for a different day, all right? The point I'm trying to get at is 
that although King Solomon truly did believe in God, he was a man of faith. He did fear the Lord. He messed up a lot in life. He did a lot of things that he acknowledged that he should not have done. Okay. Now, talk about Ecclesiastes for a little bit. King Solomon. King Solomon had wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. That was the last book that King Solomon had wrote. And he had wrote that book when he was in his latter years. Okay. And the reason why he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. All right. Was was to kind of give a warning to the younger generation, all right, on what not to do and how not to live your life, all right. So the book of Ecclesiastes, I guess you could say that's kind of, um, that would be, that's kind of like the, the memoirs of, um, King Solomon, all right? That's when he's looking back at his life and he's looking back and he's reflecting on his life and all the times where he messed up. And he's letting the younger generation know what they shouldn't do and what will happen if they do the things that they shouldn't do. And he is letting them know about the consequences and repercussions about if they do the things they shouldn't do. And he's telling them about the things, about the way how they should live their life. That's what Ecclesiastes is about. All right. Now we get to the final chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes, the book that I had um, or the chapter that I had read from, all right? Ecclesiastes chapter 11, um, verses 9 through chapter 12. Some of you might be saying, finally. Well, you know what? Just hang on, okay? Have patience. What I just read is, okay, King Solomon is basically saying, look, if you don't understand anything that I just wrote, if you don't understand any of Ecclesia, any of the words that I just wrote in this book, then let me sum it up for you. And as he writes... Chapter 12 and the end of chapter 11, he basically says, seek God early in life. All right. 
That is the whole duty of man. That is the whole point of what man is supposed to do in life. That is what man is supposed to do in life. All right. Is to seek God early in life. Go back with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verses 10. All right. You see where it says, therefore, remove sorrow from your heart and put away evil from your flesh for childhood and youth are vanity. All right. Now, I want you to remember a verse from the New Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. All right. So remember, remember that what I just said. And you see how it pertains to Ecclesiastes Chapter 11, verses 10. When I was a child, I thought I was a child, but I put aside my childish ways. All right. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart. Put away evil from your flesh for childhood and youth are vanity. What does King Solomon mean in chapter 11, verse 10, by saying for childhood and youth are vanity? What does that mean? All right, well, before I explain, what does the word vanity sound like? What word do you hear in that? Hear vain, right? Hear vain. So what does that mean that childhood and youth are vanity? When we are children or younger adults or when we still um when we still act like children or we don't have that grown up mindset all right we think of we tend to think of trivial and vain things that's what it's saying in Solomon in King excuse me in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verses 10 when it says for childhood and youth are vanity. All right. And I want to explain a few verses here. Okay. Um, Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verses 1. Remember now your creator in the days of your youth. Before the difficult days come. And the years draw near when you say I have no pleasure in them. I'm going to stop right there. Why does it say remember now your creator in the, in the days of your youth? Before the difficult days come. Because as, as adults, all right, and we as Christians know should know this anyway we as christians know this who do we call on when when t 
times get hard? Who, who do we need to call on when times get hard? All right. Or when we're struggling, who brings us through those hard times, whatever they may be. All right. Naturally, God. Okay. But if we don't, if we don't, rather I should say, the longer we wait to accept Christ in our life, the longer we wait to get to know God, the harder it's going to be, all right, to call on him when we truly need him. Whereas, you know, if you, if you um, seek the Lord when you're younger, all right, you develop a relationship with God, all right, and you know God, and you eventually have a longer relationship with God when you get to a certain age, when you get to an adult, and when you start going through those struggles, through that hard time, through those trials and tribulations, all right, and you call on God, it's going to be easier for you because you've known God for such a long time, all right, and you have that relationship with God. That's why it's important to remember now your creator in the days of your youth, all right? So that when you start going through those trials and those tribulations, when you get older, it's going to be easier to get through them because you are going to have a better relationship with God. You know, one of the things that um, one of the words that is mentioned in this chapter um, a few times is the word vanity. Why does King Solomon keep mentioning that word? Well, because he is explaining that, okay, it's important to, as I said, seek God when you're young. That's, that's the whole purpose of man. All right. That is what man, that is the entire point of what man should do throughout their life is seek God. And King Solomon is telling you from experience because remember when I said how he was one of the wealthiest kings to have ever lived, okay? He knows that when he dies, all the things that he have, all the things that he had, can't take with him, all right? They're just things. All right. Verse five. Also, they are afraid of height and the terrors in the way. When the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper is a burden and desire fails. For a man goes to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets. All of the things that you have. 
that doesn't make you who you are. All right. That doesn't mean anything. Because at the end of the day, when you die, you know, yeah, a lot of people might go to your funeral, all right? A lot of people might show up. Funeral might even be on TV. But after the funeral, everybody is going to go about their lives. And all the mourners go about the streets. The next day will come. They'll go to work. All right. They may have a deadline to finish. They don't have time to think about the, the person who just died. All the wealth that you have, all the things that you had. In your lifetime. Is is trivial. It's all vain. It's all vanity. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. All is vanity. Now, what, what does that mean, vanity of vanities? I know that that may seem kind of strange. You know, how can something be vanity of vanities? It sounds kind of, you know, it doesn't make any sense. What he's saying is that you know, vanity, he is referring to worldly things. And vanities, he's referring to people. So he's saying things that are made by people. And what I'm saying is go to verse 7. Like things that turn, like things turn to dust and dust turns to earth. All right. The spirit will return to God who gave it. All right. I'm going to say that again if you didn't understand me. All right. Like how things turn to dust and dust turn to earth. The spirit will return to God who gave it. That's what he means when he says vanity of vanities. All right. All is vanity. All the things of this earth are are just that. Things and they will all turn to dust. So for all those people who think that what's most important is who makes the most money. Who, who is on top? Who is ahead of others? For all those people who think that that is the important thing in life. And do not keep God on their priority list. You are very wrong. Because when you die, all of that stuff. You're not going to be able to bring it with you. 
You're not. Whether you go to heaven or whether you go to hell, either way, you are not going to be able to bring any of your earthly things with you. Okay? And none of that stuff will matter. And I say, whether you go to heaven, all right, the reason why I say that is because unless you do get saved, all right, I know that I said, if you don't put God on your priority list, you know, and then I said, whether you go to heaven or hell, all right, if you end, even if you end up getting saved, okay, Regardless, you will not be able to take any of the worldly things that you have on this earth with you. That is why it is important that we seek God from a young age. All right. Because the longer we wait, the harder it's going to be. The deeper we will be in sin and the harder it will be for us to get out. I'm going to read again verses 9 through 14. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yes, he pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find acceptable words and what was written was upright words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads and the words of scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd. And further, my son, be admonished by these of making many books. There is no end and much study is wearisome to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. You know, I said that I would tell you um, one of my favorite set of scriptures in the Bible, all right? And it is Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 11 through 14, all right? The words of the wise are like goads, and the words of scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd. And further, my son, be admonished by these, of making many books, there is no end, and much study is wearisome to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. The reason why I say that that's one of my favorite set of scriptures is because I love the way how King Solomon had ended 
the last book that he had finally written. All right. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. But I also like, I also like verse 11 and 12. Because remember how I told you about King Solomon's life, how he lived a very, um, a very good life, all right? He was a great king, a good king, okay? He was a good leader. And he did fear the Lord for the most of his reign, all right? He was, um, he did have faith in God, all right? But he, as I said, remember, he did mess up and he made a lot of mistakes. And this is where, this is where King Solomon is acknowledging that, where he said, the words of the wise are like goats, the words of scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd. And further, my son, be admonished by these. Of making many books, there is no end. But much study is wearisome to the flesh. What he's saying is he's letting the, the um, people who are reading this know that look, okay, there's nothing wrong with making money. Um, there's nothing wrong with with being wealthy, all right. Um, there's there's nothing wrong with reading. In fact, you know that's that's a good thing, all right. But. Of making many books, there is no end, and much study is wearisome to the flesh. In other words, too much, too just just when you when you make a life out of doing that, and that's all you do, and that's all you revolve your life around is you know wealth and money and books, and that's all you care about. That really that'll really take a toll out on your life, and that can really destroy your life. It is it is wearisome to the flesh. All right. In the end, the point I'm trying to make, the conclusion of the whole matter, what you need to do above all, above making money, above reading, above how you live in this world, all right? Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is man's all, all right? This is how man should live his life.
seeking the Lord. All right. Everything else, everything else will come. If it is of God, it will come. All right. But your first priority. All right. Is to fear God and keep his commandments. For this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. I'm going to close right there. And I'm going to close with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, O Lord. Lord God, I thank you for the reading of your word, Heavenly Father. And Lord, I pray that you just continue to give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in the reading of your word, O oh Lord God. Lord, and just continue to give us that, that desire to study your word, O oh Lord. And Lord, throughout everything that we do, O oh Lord God, throughout how we, we, we live, O oh Lord God, just let us always put you, help us, O oh Lord God, to always put you first on our priority list, O oh Lord. Help us to always seek you first, O oh Lord. Lord God, I thank you for your many blessings, Heavenly Father. In your name I pray, amen. Now, before I go, I want to leave you with these set of scriptures. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That is taken from the book of Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 through 9. Thank you.